Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. Any chance you've gone from being the coldest person in the room, always running around closing the windows, asking to to shut the door, and wearing socks throughout the house, to having hot flashes and peeling off layers of clothing when you feel one coming on. Now in case this hasn't happened to you yet, hot flashes are a freight train of intense upper body heat and sweating that washes over you on the regular when you're in perimenopause and menopause and your estrogen levels are taking a massive nosedive. And your confused body is trying to regulate body temperature and overreacts to the heat. Hot flashes can happen as often as once an hour during the day and may even ramp up at night. Those are known as night sweats that can disturb sleep and turn you into a short-tempered zombie by day. Now, if you are experiencing hot flashes in perimenopause and menopause, then today you are in the right place. It's no surprise that today's Q&A Friday question sent in by Marilyn Baker is addressing hot flashes and what can be done about them naturally. Here is what Marilyn's question was exactly. Is there anything that stops hot flashes and night sweats naturally? Now, before we jump into all things hot flashes and night sweats, I want to say thank you so much for sending in your questions on Instagram and Facebook. I've been loving the hormone questions that you have come up with. And each and every Friday, I'm dedicating an entire episode to uncovering your biggest hormone questions. And today is no different. So let's jump in. What is a hot flash anyway? It sounds counterintuitive, but a hot flash or a hot flush, depending on where you are in the world, is your body's attempt at cooling itself off. When they occur, it's when the hypothalamus, the part of the brain that regulates body temperature, senses that the body is too hot and signals the body to let off excess heat. One way it does this is by dilating blood vessels in the skin of the chest, head, and neck. With the blood vessels open more widely than usual, more blood flows through the area, making your skin feel hot, sticky, and creating this white heat experience from the inside out into a hot flash. The resulting perspiration and radiating heat works with the cooler air to lower body temperature, just as sweat is supposed to do. That's why a hot flash is often followed by feeling chilly and clammy and wet, One moment you're on fire, the next you are freezing and soaking wet. And this is basically what happens at night too in the form of night sweats. So let's talk a little bit about how we can begin to manage these hot flashes. The first thing is understanding your hot flash triggers. So I wanna share some of the biggest hot flash triggers that we should be on the lookout for and avoid so that we don't trigger up a hot flash. So certain foods and circumstances have been shown to trigger hot flashes, but each woman's triggers are very different. By identifying your unique triggers in your food journal or by having something that you write them down, you can be able to adapt and avoid them, thereby reducing the frequency of your hot flashes. First thing that comes to mind is always hot drinks, whether it's tea or it's coffee. Making sure that you keep your drinks a little less hot, especially before going to bed, is going to be so, so important. Next is alcohol. 
Alcohol acts as sugar in the body, triggering a rise in blood glucose that also can cause a hot flash. And honestly, now that we're on the topic of sugar, sugar can cause hot flashes too. Has something to do specifically with how we're managing glucose in the liver and in our cells, and it can absolutely lead to a hot flash as well. So alcohol and sugar, being mindful of that. Speaking of foods, spicy foods are a big one. Spicy foods, especially ones that contain heat-producing compounds such as cayenne, chili pepper, hot peppers, will expand those blood vessels. And again, nightshades may do this as well. Things like eggplant, bell peppers, tomatoes, those things will also potentially cause hot flashes when you eat them. Speaking of beverages, caffeine, we know narrows blood vessels but also raises your heart, heart rate and can lead to a hot flash warm environment so yes if it's the summertime there's a good chance you're going to be getting a hot flash but also hot baths tubs saunas those are particularly triggers for hot flash situations then we've got tight and heavy clothing. So if you are super wrapped up in a in, you know in a jacket and then you got a scarf and you've got layers, best believe you're going to need to wear a lot less of that even when it's cold outside because you want fabrics that are breathable, organic such as light cotton so that you can easily cool down very quickly. A big one that women don't ever consider is one that I see all of the time and that is perceived stress. All of a sudden you look at your phone, you get a crazy text message or you're running late to a meeting or you're in a stressful situation at work and bam, a hot flash. So something to be really mindful of, you know, mini meditations, breath work, grabbing an essential oil, whatever you can do to manage stress. Clearly on the podcast, we talk a lot about stress management. So something to look into if you find that every time you're feeling irritable or you're feeling like you're on a tight schedule or you're feeling restricted in any way, that could be leading to a hot flash. And then lastly, emotions and anxiety. Kind of similar to perceived stress when we're feeling overly overwhelmed and anxious. Again, that will trigger up a hot flash for us as well. So just being on the lookout for those flood of emotional triggers that could lead to a hot flash or even night sweats. Once you have a sense of what your unique triggers are, and definitely any of these can come in play for any one of us, then you can start to create a day where you are avoiding those triggers. So now I wanna do is I wanna actually get into some really incredible tools to reverse or stop a hot flash in its tracks. One of the things that I have loved for many, many years is having a hot flash spray or spritz. And I've always used those with essential oils. I recommend having a little two ounce spritz bottle you can carry in your purse. And honestly, it can go anywhere with you. I remember when my mom was having hot flashes before we got those under control, that she was carrying a little hot flash spray everywhere she went. She would spray her neck, she would spray her head, she would spray her chest, and it would immediately calm down a hot flash. So in my little spritz bottle, it's a two ounce spray bottle. It can be water or witch hazel, totally up to you. It is seven drops of clary sage, seven drops of peppermint, and five drops of geranium. And this little combo is so, so perfect. So anytime you start to feel that heat rise up, grab that little spritzer and spritz yourself down in the danger zones where you specifically have a hot flash. Now, if you don't have clary sage and geranium, no worries. Honestly, peppermint can get the job done. You could do 10 to 15 drops of peppermint oil alone, and it will cool you down instantaneously. Now I wanna move into what we can do supplementation wise. The first thing I always recommend is eating phytoestrogen 
rich foods like flaxseed, pomegranates, fermented organic soy, legumes, and plants such as apples, peaches, plums, berries, and veggies such as broccoli, cabbage, and spinach. Now there's lists of phytoestrogenic foods all over the internet. If you want to get a full list, it's definitely everywhere. You just have to type in phytoestrogenic foods and then start to incorporate those foods into your lunch, into your breakfast, getting where you fit in. I know I do a lot of phytoestrogenic foods in my smoothies and at dinner at night. Um, just to help support estrogen levels inside of the body because phytoestrogens bind to our beta estrogen levels, our beta estrogen receptors, it helps us to kind of create a balance when it comes to estrogen. Now supplements that I've considered to show promise, especially in the research. Now I only chose highly researched supplementation. There's a lot of supplements out there that tout as being hot flash remedies and they just aren't. So here is the list that I'm really excited to share with you. Number one is magnesium oxide, 400 milligrams to 600 milligrams per day. Since it appears magnesium deficiency may be tied to hot flashes, boosting magnesium is super simple. It's very natural, very easy. Most of us are magnesium deficient to begin with and I recommend taking it at night before going to bed. And not only does it help with hot flashes, but it'll help with night sweats, it'll help with sleep, energy, and all the other things that magnesium does for the body. Next, as I mentioned before, sugar is definitely a player. I know we don't talk about this enough. When you think about hot flashes, you think about hormone replacement, but what if, what if it is sugar? What if it is stress? So again, a really incredible supplement that helps to regulate sugar, and goodness knows we need to be regulating blood sugar levels anyway. We need to support insulin levels. So berberine is a must for women in perimenopause and menopause. I take it every single day. I recommend 900 milligrams to 2,000 milligrams per day. I think I take 1,000. Berberine is a naturally occurring chemical derived from plants that help you ease that transition into perimenopause and menopause in several ways. Number one, it's anti-inflammatory. Number two, it combats insulin resistance, and that can, again, be behind hot flashes, and it also prevents oxidative damage to your cells and cuts through that inflammation to help alleviate symptoms that you're facing. So a super big win for berberine. Next is vitamin E, and around 400 IUs of vitamin E. This is one of the supplements that have been proven to help support hot flashes. It's an antioxidant, has tons of health benefits, and has the ability to help reduce hot flashes. And a small 2007 study showed that consuming 400 units of vitamin E helped to reduce severity, duration, and occurrence of hot flashes on the daily. Next, a favorite, favorite one of mine, but again, everybody's a little bit different. Some people can't tolerate it, but it's gonna be maca. Now, maca is a tuber native to Peru, and it's a stable source of protein and fiber in the diets of uh, Peruvian people. What I love so much about maca is it is a powerful adaptogen that helps to restore your body and alleviate menopause discomfort, including hot flashes, night sweats, low libido, vaginal dryness. And so what I love about maca is that you can literally just add a little bit to your smoothie every single day. That's what I do. I don't have any any reaction or any irritation to maca, but again, just feel it out. If it, if it bothers you over a course of a couple of weeks, it may not be for you. Speaking of adaptogenic herbs, I am in love with ashwagandha. I'm usually recommending between 300 and 500 milligrams per day. It is phenomenal at helping to deal with hot flashes and night sweats, but also to deal with perceived stress and overwhelming cortisol issues that can absolutely throw our hormones out of whack. I do recommend ashwagandha as an adaptogenic herb, but just note that if you've got a nightshade sensitivity, you may react negatively to ashwagandha, so something to look out for before you start trying to use it.
Lastly, my favorite, 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 I guess I saved that the best for last. This has been a supplement that has done me so much good, especially in perimenopause, and that is Vitex, also known as Chaseberry, also known as, well, Chaseberry. It is, what I recommend is 150 to 200 milligrams per day. I love this particular herb. It's super powerful. It's super effective, especially when you're in perimenopause. It's great to take it during the luteal phase when your progesterone is really supposed to be highly boosted. But chaseberry has been shown to reduce symptoms of menopause, relieve discomforts, especially around hot flashes and night sweats. Now, if you're in menopause, you can probably take it every single day. But if you're in perimenopause, I do recommend trying to keep it within the luteal phase after ovulation. So worth looking at that as another option as well. Now here are some other ways to cool down and prevent a hot flash in its tracks. First, I recommend deliberately underdressing for the weather. Now, as a cold person, I get that that sounds like a scary proposition, but I've had night sweats and night sweats are no fun at all. Like I always feel like night sweats are the gateway into hot flashes and being 40 years old, I'm like, what is going on? And so I always have really light bedding. I have really breathable night um, nighttime wear. I make sure that the temperature in the room is cool. I have a fan going. I got my ice water by the bedside. I mean, I, I got all my tools to make sure that I can handle a night sweat. But also the same thing as during the day, making sure that you're wearing breathable clothes, making sure that you don't have a ton of layers on. You've got your ice water with you at all times and you've got your little hot flash spray bottle. These are gonna be the things that are gonna help set you up for success so that your body can have just a breathable cool down experience. You don't have to go into a full massive white heat hot flash. Other things I recommend especially is you know setting yourself up for success by having that spray, by having cold water, by having ice with you, um, by being able to kind of stay in just really cool, breathable clothing. And then last but not least, if you've tried all the things and you've exhausted all the remedies and you are still miserable and hot flashes are disrupting your quality of life day in and day out, and it's been many years of this, I would recommend talking to a functional doctor about bioidentical hormones. This is always my last resort. I always wanna work on the inflammation. I always wanna work on the triggers and get the supplementation dialed in and figure out if the liver needs a reset or a detox because those things are oftentimes the reasons why we're having hot flashes. But if all of that has failed, then I would go and talk about bioidentical hormones with your practitioner. I would first start with 2% natural topical progesterone, about 20 milligrams. It's about a one-fourth a teaspoon applied to the hands, the thighs, and the stomach area once per day. May provide significantly relief from hot flashes. And if the bioidentical progesterone doesn't work, then it's time to go to bioidentical estrogen. Now, something to be said about bioidentical estrogen, there is an estrogen window that is the period of time where using bioidentical estrogen can be beneficial in relieving menopause symptoms and the associated risks are minimum. That estrogen window lasts for about five years or maybe even less, starting when women begin menopause or slightly before. It's important to note that women beginning estrogen after the estrogen window closes may increase their risk for breast cancer, osteoporosis, heart disease, and dementia. Please know these risks, and definitely it's always a personal conversation. Weighing the risks, weighing the benefits, weighing your history, all of those things need to go into consideration when you're considering bioidentical or even hormone replacement. I always want you to be mindful and always be educated when you're going in to have those conversations, and hence why I'm, I'm 
adding that into today's episode. Well, those are all the things that we can do to help stop a hot flash in its tracks or prevent them from even happening. Um, I hope you have a better sense about what we can do in terms of supplementation, essential oils, and even just lifestyle strategies that we can do to set ourselves up for success. And I just want to say thank you so much for stopping by and listening into the Essentially You podcast. It's been such a pleasure. What we've got coming up is we're going to be talking about metabolism for long-term success with Mark Sisson coming up on Tuesday. I hope you tune in. And then next Friday, we've got another question on the books, which I'm super, super excited to answer. It's a question that I've gotten many times over the last couple of weeks. So I hope to see you next Friday as well. Until then, have an amazing week and weekend, and I will see you later.